Good evening. Wait a minute. Good <laughs> afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday, but today's Thursday. Yeah, yeah this is not working. F the whole spiel is snow, not working. F the snow, man. F the snow. We're coming to you live from New York City. My name is Michael Dolce. This is the Lord of the Radio, Hassan Godwin. Uh, and we are Secrets of the Sire. Wednesday. I mean, it's Thursday. <sighs> yeah, that's always the problem, right? <laughs> we talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture uh, every week. Uh, every rain or shine. Mostly not, on not Wednesday really. night. <laughs> mostly on Wednesday night. 8 not p.m. really. Eastern. Did you lose power? Huh? No. No, I where I live, we never really lose power. Yeah, I did, People I did. lose their minds, though. There's a lot of lost minds yeah. and people freaking out, people running good, through the park, you yeah, know, murders, reason, right? beheadings, yeah. stuff like that. But. Well, they got to get the milk and the bread. That's, you know, that's, exactly. the, that's the most important thing. <laughs> exactly. Always get the milk and the bread. <laughs> we got a great show. We actually had a great show planned for you last night, but then Mother Nature moved us to this. Again, if you're listening to yeah, this she, on the podcast. She put us on notice. If you're listening to this on the podcast, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because, uh, you know, you can listen to us anytime, which you should, on iTunes uh, iHeartRadio. You could be listening stuff. to this like twenty years from. We're both dead. And you're, <laughs> this is and very you're true. Actually, to it for the first time. Like, wait, wait, I, you only give us twenty years. Well, you know, <laughs> that's it. Well, it's, a, it's a rough world, man. That's it. <laughs> it's a tough old world. <laughs> Not easy. Not easy. <laughs> Come on, twenty years would be a good run. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right. So we we got a lot to talk about today. We are actually, uh, you know, we were going to do our little post Oscars. Uh, Show, yeah, but uh, but no. But as usual, Mr. Dolce had uh, another idea. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do to with do. another idea. Uh, honestly, I would have talked about it if it was Wednesday, but now <laughs> it's like Thursday. It's like Jesus, we're, we're, it's just a day. Nobody was paying attention yesterday because everybody was either losing power or losing their minds. You know? Right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my God, it's precipitation falling from the sky. Can you believe it? But there, with good reason. I mean, it's not an... It know. was It was ugly. It was very ugly. From my window, I could see it was ugly. I didn't... Yeah. I wasn't outside. You weren't like, outside? No, not yeah. even once. Uh, <laughs> That's a good way to do it. We got Josh Blaylock from Devil's Do. He's going to be joining us today, which is pretty exciting as well, too, because they just... You know, they uh, they just launched like a new line of... Comics, but they've always been doing comics. So I'm really curious what the new line is, okay. what, the, what the you know what the hubbub is. We're going to get answers say. to that question today. Well, we're well, we're going to ask it. <laughs> well, okay. you know, yeah. I mean, is, we're going to try to get answers. I mean, let's let's be honest. We're going to ask it. <laughs> we're going to make an honest effort to get that. That answer. doesn't mean that we're going <laughs> to. And uh, we are going to talk the big the new big thing though is the that it, this thing. is Na- International Women's Day. Yes, it is. And. Uh, sh- the big release. Hello to all the women's out there. Marvel, Netflix, Jessica Jones. Yes, they did it specifically to land on International Women's Day. So, which is very strange because Jessica Jones, I don't know how much of a role model she is for young. You don't think so? It's not for me to say, but <laughs> she's kind of, uh, you know, she's kind of self-hating and um, she's a role model for you. Well, yes, is what you're saying. Yeah, well. Sans the uh, the addicted to alcohol thing, which I am not, luckily, not yet. <laughs> that we know of. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what hey, you do. Hey, do I don't what... show up to work drunk, and that's all that matters. We don't know what you do when you go home, <laughs> that's, right? That's, you're not supposed to. If you did, that'd be a little creepy. Well, I got cameras there, too. What do you, what do you want <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew it. Things yeah. were just a little strange. Things were just a little, yeah. Just a little, a little strange. A little too much, right? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but yeah, we're going to talk Jessica Jones, but here's what I wanted to kick off the show with, and uh, I, I love that we... We fought through all the technical difficulties and, and no, we're, you did. We're I was I was just kind of wingmanning it. Well, that's like, that's that's, uh, that's what you do. So <laughs> I caught the new issue of Entertainment Weekly. This actually came out last week. Did you catch it? Someone threw it at you. Yeah, yeah. I all did. right, I, did. I literally did. Good catch. Yeah, good catch. No, it was a poor catch. Um, <laughs> and the covers Westworld, which is awesome. Westworld is coming back uh, yes. next month. Really excited. Is it next month? That yeah. soon? Wow! Yeah. Everything's just just yeah. happening. Yeah. Like just. So how does this have to do really with fast. Jessica Jones? So here's here's how it has to do with it, right? Oh, that was my line, right? I was supposed to set that. Okay, no, no, sorry. no. You don't have to set anything. All right. Um, coming through it, and I see. Okay, and then they have a story of a wrinkle in time. Were you on the toilet? Okay, they're, they're talking about wrinkle in time. That's good. The cover, the cover. Meanwhile, like I said, it was Westworld, but mm-hmm. it had uh, Evan Rachel Wood, and it had um, uh, who's uh, geez, well, who's, she's who's the um, the prostitute that uh, that that gained like the superhuman strength in Westworld? I forget her. I forget the actress's name. Oh, but it's Fanny the two Newton. of them. Yeah, Danny Newton, mm-hmm. uh, Danny Newton, and Rachel Wood. They're on the cover. You didn't want to say the black one. 
I didn't. I didn't. I avoided that. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say something very controversial. <laughs> so you figured, So I like let me figured, at least hedge my controversies yes, before right. we kind of get into it. We <laughs> want to spend all our controversy minutes a- exactly. in, in one go. I got you. And then I'm thumbing through it, and it's all we got. Jessica Jones feature, and they give us right. a little insight in, into into you know episode two. Basically, looking through this entire magazine, and it's the Good Wife, and it's and I'm thinking to myself, it's all women features. Right. right. There's not a single. Eh, would you say Ed Harris has a huge role in Westworld? Yeah. He's yes. relegated to one he's, photo. Really? And not even well, really... Well, maybe season two, maybe he's maybe he's not that significant. No, because if you read the article, uh, we're going to learn a lot more about him. Oh, okay. uh, you know, no spoilers here, but we're going to... You know, so he was he was a part of the article. Oh, okay. But, but no, I mean, really, like, one photo. James so you Marsden... Were like, you were like sitting there, I was like, hey, this magazine's full of chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Came across one uh, other thing. Their, their, hit, their, their hot ten list... Is mm-hmm. pretty much nothing but but women featured things, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's two ways to think about it, right? right. One is, hey, this is pretty cool, right? Because mm-hmm. there's uh, nothing but women. They're, they're, you know, and another part of it was just very curious. And then reading this piece on Annihilation, that's the new Natalie Portman movie. Right. Natalie Portman, I read about this movie. All four of the actresses, it's it's basically, um, uh, you know, uh, what's what's his name um, from, uh, you know, who plays Poe? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac from. Uh, Star Wars. Yes, he's the main male character. He basically is is in a coma the entire movie. Wow, um, it's kind of like no, he Oscar. literally is in a coma. That's like Sam's kind of laughing. Like Oscar Isaac's career, basically. <laughs> and, Actually, I don't disparage him. I like him a lot. And it and it stars Natalie Portman and four other or three other strong female women, and they go in and they have to save the day. So it's basically four women action heroes. Okay. Um, but I read about this, uh, you know, a week earlier, and all four of them and the director are all downplaying the fact that this is four women leads in roles that may typically go to men. Okay. And they want it that way because they say, you know what? If we, we, We're four humans going in and doing this. I'm thinking to myself, that's the right attitude. That's, that's exactly what – if the quest for feminism, if the quest for diversity, if the quest for all of this, um, gay marriage, anything, right? Anything that's controversial, right? If the if the ultimate goal of said quest is that is to become normal, right? Is normalcy? I don't mean normal in that you know no, no, no. you know what I'm saying normalcy, right? Like this is not a big deal that this is a should normalized normal. Okay, maybe that's it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Don't. Yeah. See. I, see. I earned my controversies. It's good. <laughs> uh, if it's to become normalized, right? Mm-hmm. If that's the end game, right? Why is every single thing trumpeted? If you read through this magazine, if you look online, if you look through. Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everything. Look how great it is we're breaking this new ground. Look how amazing this is. Look how great this is. And Annihilation is saying, we're just human beings. Mm. All right? We're four human beings, and that's what makes it awesome. But meanwhile, if you read the feature, Entertainment Weekly goes out of their way to say, okay, if they're not going to say it, this is quote, if they're not going to say it, we will. These four women will blow you away. This is essentially the entire tone. That, that's the actual quote. The tone of the write-up is, it's groundbreaking that four, you know, they say it and they say it in other movies too. Well, they may not say it, but we're going to say it for them. Are we being sold something? Is Are we basically, and with Jessica Jones too, and I'll read a review in a little bit after I get your reaction to this. Are we being sold a movement rather than experiencing a movement? Like, isn't the point of the movement to, again, attain this normalized endgame? Who wrote the article? Was it a man or a woman? Uh, it's a write-up, so I would I'd have to ask that too. That's a good question. I don't know. That's a very good question. There's people behind the marketing. Okay, and here comes my controversy. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't want to be the only one. Are usually white men mm. doing the marketing? Like the Get Out white men? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> like, are they? I don't like, know what kind of white men they are. I just know yeah. they're usually the white guys, and they that's how they kind of sell this stuff. That's how they look at it. Right. Check this out. This movie's full of chicks, you know, and and this is a selling point because we don't really have another movie full of chicks except for the last movie we did that was full of chicks. Sell it that way. Right. Sell it. Sell it to the chicks. Right. Say it's full of chicks, and that's that's how they do it. So and here's the irony. so now the people in it, the women in it, yeah. they're like, mm, we're not chicks, and you, you know, I didn't take this assignment because I didn't take this job. Really, in the it, because I, we're full of you know no 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 no. no. But in, I, I actually disagree with you. I think marketing prior to 2017 and 18 with the Me Too movement was that yes was and, and we'll use the quote unquote chicks you know sarcasm you know chicks. I think now they are capitalizing on the Me Too movement. 
they are trying to promote, and I'm not saying they're promoting an agenda because mm-hmm. I'm actually looking, I'm actually taking your side on this, or your not your side, but your point of view that you introduced on in this have show. A side. Your point of view is Round. that this is all capitalism. <laughs> they are capitalizing, yes, on this Me capitalism. Too movement. It is capitalism. I yeah. So I mean, we so, are selling this to you. Do you want to buy it? How is it? Do you want to buy this? But see, here's the problem. You need right? a rock. I don't think we the will public... sell you this rock. I don't. You do not have rock. Right. <laughs> have this rock. <laughs> but I don't think the public is aware of this, and I think the public now is is so engorged. In fact, to the point where Annihilation did terrible at the box office. The public, uh, the public, the public doesn't think too deeply about anything, and the marketers don't understand the public. So once they every now and then they get something right, they're like, "Whoa, lightning struck! It's lightning in a bottle." Yeah. No, you just were tired that week, and you didn't push your agenda. You know your mm-hmm. po- your 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 identity politics. Uh, marketing I, let's say agenda. narrative. Let's say narrative because uh, I think, I think I, people push the narrative. It, I like when the, I like the term push. The I don't narrative. know if it's because it's what's what's the narrative like like the narrative right now is 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 women are on top. It's not a narrative though. It's it's it, they they wanted they want to try to sell it to you as a narrative. Yeah, but it's not really a narrative. It's just like it, well, it's, when I say the narrative, I think that's ex- I'm agreeing with you. I say it's, they're selling something, and they're that's... not. They're trying to capitalize on it. They're mm. not really selling it because if they were selling it, Annihilation would have done great. They would have sold right. it, right? They didn't and that's sell it. and that's what got me even nervous, even more nervous is the fact that Annihilation actually kind of bombed at the box office. I wonder, however, if they had created some sort of cultural zeitgeist behind it. With me too, if it would have done really well at the box office, so so, it actually hurts to hear this because then I think to myself, I don't want, I I want it to be normalized. I want I I want to stop reading about how this is groundbreaking and this is amazing and how we need more of this and and it's well, so know, much look, better because to me it comes up as self righteous. Here's the problem. Here's here's the problem with everything. It's it's we're getting to the point point where I don't know. Supposedly the math doesn't doesn't support this mm-hmm. but everybody's starting to freak out because of representation everything is it needs to be over mm-hmm. represented so what's basically happening theoretically is that white money is not enough every all these companies have have expanded to such a point right where it, it is not sustainable on just the the white demographic to pay it Right, so now they need to to cater to everyone as much as possible, which is why everybody's been asking for representation since like the twenties. Mm-hmm. Right, it, people are actually listening now because it's like, well, we need their money, so right. we gotta we gotta pay attention to it. Okay, so the problem is it's still run primarily by white people, and 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 in that white men. Okay. Right and white men. Still, white men are always the problem, aren't they? No, I'm not saying it's a problem. Okay. I'm saying well, you, they, know you did. You said the problem is white men. No, the, <laughs> I'm explaining what the problem is. You're okay. cutting me off and and trying to make it a controversy while I'm trying <laughs> no, no, to no. get out of controversy. I'm merely quoting and exactly you're, you're what you're screwing the whole I'm, demographic. I'm quoting up. exactly what you no, said. No, you cut me off. You're okay. quoting half of what I said. Okay, go ahead. I, I'm <laughs> okay. quite right. aware of what's going on I'm today, buddy. Your words. All right, I'm so back to you. Okay, so basically the issue is that. That these marketers and this this uh, this system, this you know this this establishment and how it works, still sees everyone else, including women, mm-hmm. as a charity. The inclusion of everyone else mm. as charitable, and once they change that mentality, they'll change their marketing profile. Do you guys agree? I'd love to hear some comments out there. Do, is that how you think modern Hollywood views? Diversity, feminism, uh, or do you think uh, it's like a, a novelty different. to them? It's well, like, when, ooh, check it out. We've got jewels, and this one has peanuts. You know, we, we'll answer the question and we'll go deeper into Jessica Jones season two when we come back. That might have been the best thing you've ever said, period. <laughs> like on the show. I mean, we're not even talking about like like your opinions. They're okay. Uh, Segway, boom. Yeah. That's where the money's made, my man. You know what? Now I'm going to end every sentence with boom, boom. That's what I do. Exactly. Boom, 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 boom. All right, that's enough. That's old already. This show doesn't work when we agree. Secrets of the sire.
welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every week. Rain or shine, usually Wednesday night, but today we're doing Thursday afternoon. We can't really say rain or shine since we we literally weren't here because there was no shine. Ah, <laughs> uh, but there was no rain either. <laughs> oh, okay. So we need to put snow in the claws. I got you. I got you. I got right, you. I got you. Uh, if you are streaming us on Facebook, we uh, appreciate it. Brian Abraham yeah. made it out here, which is very good. And no, it's always, always nice to he's, see. He's he's a uh, good people. Uh, we want to get your thoughts on a couple different things. Now, we were talking about some controversial things because controversy sells. That that in and of <laughs> itself, right, is also what gets me kind of like it, it makes me uneasy, right? Like I I, I want to quit social media, except that's why I'm we saying can't. like marketing in general is so disingenuous. You can't really you can't really listen to what marketers say about about the industry, about the about this breakthrough. They're like you know. But I just, they, they I just conveniently forget things. They were like Black Panther, the first black superhero. I'm like, uh, what I about disagree Blade? with what you about... though that the heart of of marketing is all white men. Still, I don't think that's the case at all. I think I think women especially are are, are they are just as cognizant of the trends that people are are on social media. So, if in case you're just joining us now, we're talking about Jessica Jones season two. We're talking about Annihilation. We're talking about all these female driven things. And I'm saying, yes, it's great, but at the end of the day... Well, I, didn't, I didn't actually say that that was the problem with the marketing. I said that the marketing has that profile because most people in marketing look at diversity and mm -hmm. the inclusion of women as a novelty, as opposed to as, as a standard evolution or the, you know, a... a, a, a uh, a genuine representation yes, of but I think, the American I, I demographic. Think, I think the whole point of marketing is to find, is to find a hook. An angle, and that's the hook, right? And then that's so the... novelty and hook is a different thing, right? Well, then that answers your question, though. That's right. why it's done that way, right? And it's been done, and it's and it's actually proven that if you do do this, right, do do, if you make this choice, this constant <laughs> choice, to every time I step over something, you step right in it, do <laughs> do, yes, yeah. yes, uh, I did that on purpose. I know, I know. <laughs> Show doesn't work when we agree. Yeah. Um, I've never heard that before. Uh, when yeah. you when. When marketers make this this it, look, it works. It works across the board, right? Clickbait works this way. Mm -hmm. Marketing works this way. You got to have a hook. You got to have an angle. Annihilation chose not to trumpet the fact that it's four women in the action hero role that could have typically been a male or mixed cast, mm -hmm. and they're suffering for it. And to me, that's like it, we it, don't know that. Well, okay. There. Well, uh, let me say this: the movie could suck. We haven't seen it. No, the movie's getting rave reviews. No, that doesn't mean it doesn't suck. We, the last year I got like rave general... reviews. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> doesn't but I mean, mean it doesn't suck. It's passing, it's passing all the tests of what should be uh, a highly successful film, and it's not, right? And Who's you look at movies why? like Black Panther, right? Mm -hmm. Why was Black Panther so successful? Uh, is it the greatest movie that's been ever made? I think it's my top three Marvel features. But, yeah. you know, what makes that different? But I've seen better movies. But what makes that movie, what made Wonder Woman, which we, we both agree is less than Black Panther. What made that movie I think the I think Wonder Woman and Black Panther and some and like Ant-Man stuff like that have and and Guardians of the Galaxy right. also which come into that category have such a fail factor, such a p potential fail factor. Mm -hmm. You know, if this tanks, it will be a disaster. Like, you know. Yeah. And so it gets height to to the nth degree to the point where it makes everybody who's excited for it skeptical right because like oh my god they're pushing this really hard mm -hmm. this movie can't be good and then you go into the theater and you have a good experience you have a decent mm -hmm. uh entertain experience entertainment experience right yeah and so you're so elated because the the film and the hype kind of leveled itself out you know mm-hmm and then it just there there is you know there is a little bit of zeitgeist you know there is you know being in the moment. I at think the there's moment. a lot of zeitgeist so because Wonder Woman was a success before people even set foot in the theater. Not necessarily because we, Black Panther we were, was a success before we people were even having set foot the, in the we theater. did a show with 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 the remember Jeff Gomez was saying that they were saying it's not that good so right. they, there was there was a lot of of rhetoric about whether it was good or bad or whether it was going to be mediocre or whether it was you know it was also a DC flick. So right, I right. mean, they don't have a good track record either. Right. So you know, it was it, they, there was no guarantee that we were going to have a good experience going to see that film. Right. Same with same with uh, Spider Man. 
Yeah, the Spider-Man was just the opposite. So everyone was like, oh my god, Marvel's got Spider-Man. It's going to be great. It's going to be the crazy... And it was a good movie, but it was... The, the, the reaction to it was kind of lackluster. Well, not but not the dollar signs. It actually no, made the most money. But it didn't have the, the hype behind it. Yeah, and it made the most money because it lasted longer. It lasted, it outlasted, and it just made the money in the aggregate. Yeah. But it wasn't a, a, a it wasn't a giant runaway hit. It wasn't like Spider Man Two. Right. You know where where it was just it, it you know um like kind of unilateral success. You know, and everybody loved it. And people are still saying that it's their favorite Spider-Man movie. You know, it wasn't, you know, Homecoming was a good movie, but it wasn't that movie. It wasn't that experience. So Jessica so. Jones, we, we, you know, we, this is how we kind of started the show off. We, oh, we, subject we, change. No, not subject change. We're, actually, we're, we're going focus back change. Into it. We're having a focal change. You know, yeah, we're just, we're bringing, we're bringing back the, because it's International Women's Day, right? Yeah. Jessica, well, Jessica Jones lets women rule the world again in second season. Who wrote that, though? Daily News, female writer. Okay. Returning for a second season with a third already in the works, the dark, gritty Netflix drama based on Brian Michael Bendis's, you know, short little white dude, uh, Marvel character moves backward almost as often as it moves forward, while Jessica battles a new nemesis and struggles to figure out her past. Best friend, former child star sidekick Trish Walker tries to leverage her own history to change the future. Uh, Walker's storyline finds her tracking down a producer from her childhood in a plot straight out of Hollywood's Me Too movement, except it was filmed months before Harvey Weinstein's downfall. The truth is that all these issues that we've been dealing with, hashtag Me Too, these are things that those of us who are telling stories have been telling these stories, Rosenberg told the Daily News. That sentence was nonsensical. Yes, it was. <laughs> I'm like, are you reading that wrong? Or am I, am no, I having no, a stroke? No. That What's is going a, on? <laughs> that is a failure. I smell burning to metal. <laughs> quote correctly, Melissa Rosenberg. Um, Again, it's just it's cashing in in this Me Too movement. Yeah, that's what right? I'm saying. But it's marketing. It's it's the same. Newspapers are sensationalism. I almost feel obligated now when I do interviews to ask the questions I that I expect to see in a magazine on a website. Rather than questions, or, I or controversy, care like the question is going to get the person to you know to right. to have a reaction instead of like you know, and I mean maybe that's your responsibility, you know, as as a as an interviewer, you know, as a person who's like providing content, um, you have to get the you know you have to get the red content out of it, you know, you right. can't, it can't just be benign, it, it can't, can't just, just sit be. still, right. right? So, I mean, I don't know. There's no such thing as ethics in marketing. And, and well, that's I guess what it comes down journalism. to, right? It's journalism is journalism. journalism is now marketing, isn't it? Some of it is, right? Like the the competition has what created. passes for journalism today, yeah. And they're trying to curtail that because it's a because it's a big problem. Yes, it's starting it's turning into a really serious problem, right? Like presidential elections, yes. kind of get altered uh, with all that too. I don't know what you're talking. See, about. we picked Thursday afternoon to get a little political today. Nah, that's good. Nah, I like nah. this. You're, you're getting. I like it. Well, you know, it's, it's International I'm, Women's I'm, Day. What, yeah. Why not? Yeah, not me. <laughs> I'll also say this though. I'm I will not say following this. you down that rabbit as hole. a as a white male who is mm-hmm. now the enemy. We're we're the enemy, even though I come as long from, as you said it. I come know. from Italian and Polish descent, and my family was an immigrant. Was hey, I read in it in a book somewhere, man? I didn't even I didn't make that up myself. You know what's that? <laughs> <laughs> you read it in a book. I read it in a book somewhere. These guys are bad guys, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, got, I got nothing. Let's go to commercial. No, uh, no, I like. As a white man, and as, as a white male who actually again kind of gets grouped together now into this into this oh like, what a know, shame misogynist thing that's a terrible thing for you well but you're also under fire too now as a, as a as a male I mean as a male you're yeah, under but I'm fire a black as well male, so you, you know, do have a little bit of a, you, a little yeah bit of a, you know yeah because that's a little the narrative people are selling and as long as people recognize this right look the 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 bottom line is mm-hmm. as things kind of even out everybody understands wait a minute this whole game is bent the game has been bent forever. It's just that some people don't notice it. So a lot of guys don't notice how bent the game is for women, you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a lot of white guys don't the know how bent the game is for is bent for, for however, minorities. However, do you also think, though, that there are certain advantages to being a woman, let's say, that you don't have if you're a male? There are certain advantages that you might have. I would say that... that that at this point, if you're looking at it from a strictly general basis, right? If you're taking, yeah, I'm not talking about like societal. I'm talking about yeah, again, just taking, in, the, in the if, entertainment if industry. If you're taking it from a general point of view, from a general uh, standpoint, without any kind of political or or um, 
or agenda yeah. kind of uh, motivations. Um, I would say that that women and minorities get a benefit of the doubt, a better benefit of the doubt. In 2018. In 2017, 2018? Yeah. Because I think um, it's a new phenomenon. I think, I think the 2000s, people were too busy worrying about the war and terrorism and... And then that, that pesky well, economy collapsed. There's a, there's, and, uh, there's, there's a lot of iniquity. Katrina hit, right? There's, I mean, I think... there's a lot of iniquity. Yeah. And um, a lot of the equity it has all been going into one direction. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with the unilateral condemnation of, of an entire group of people. Yeah. I don't know the solution to it. Yeah. Because the problem needs to be addressed. And the problem is... Nobody's really wants to address the isn't problem. That the, no, no. Isn't that the problem? The problem is not that no one wants to address it. Is that they're all trying to address it through things that are meant to merely because, sell because you we something. Can't, because we can't ever really have a decent conversation about it without everybody getting... What's conversation actually even do, though? Because we can't have a decent conversation about it without being interrupted or be, without <laughs> without everybody having a being, becoming offensive or defensive. You got me there. <laughs> you got me there. I know. All right. When we come back, did it again now. <laughs> we're going to talk to Josh Blaylock. Devils do good because I don't want to talk about this. I anymore. think, and we're <laughs> going to talk a little bit more about Jessica Jones. Is it going to be any good? Because you know, Hassan, you've actually seen a couple episodes now, and so we'll, we'll actually dive into the content. Yay. Yes. Thursday afternoon. Yeah. Get your happy hour on. Mm-hmm. Secrets of the Sire coming back. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. I love the emotional affairs. That's awesome. I'm having an emotional affair with you. I have emotional affairs all the time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's this is the, I didn't think that was an actual insult to other people, but well, you're not you're being. not cheating on somebody. Well, if have. you can do that emotionally, I'm cheating on you right now. This is because I'm thinking about someone else. You're thinking about yeah. Peter. Oh, Hi, Peter. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire special Thursday edition. This is a happy hour edition. You guys, you know, you're about to get off work in about a half an hour. It's Thursday, which was always my favorite day. Uh, college college day was always Thursday day. Thursday night really? was like college night. That was that was the All way right. to do it. That's not bad. So, yeah, it was it was awesome. So uh, so yeah, we got nothing but uh, nothing but good memories for a Thursday. But uh, we're talking about some deep stuff. Let's get into a little non deep stuff while we wait. Uh, Mr. Blaylock calling in as well too to talk about Devils Do Comics. Um, let's just give me give me your take on the um, on, on the first two episodes. This is so this is not this is spoilery non spoilery for anybody who. Uh, first of all, I was I was dead wrong about it. I, I had heard somewhere that it was only eight episodes, but it's actually thirteen. Another thirteen. I don't episodes. like thirteen on Netflix. Let's talk about that. I hate <laughs> the fact that Netflix is thirteen episodes and. I don't episodes. know if this season has will will manage to do uh, do it correctly. The first two episodes are packed full of stuff. A lot happens in those first two hours. Yeah, and I'm like I'm like oh my god, there's eleven episodes to yeah. go. <laughs> um, um, so if if the whole show is consistent like that, it'll be a good show. Right. And people are talking about or people are already complaining about pacing issues and. And other stuff like that. So who knows? But I don't. I always listen to those people because a lot of people people complain about um, Stranger Things too. And I thought that was actually a pretty decent uh, season. So I think it was good. Except uh, I mean, we talked about Stranger Things too yeah, in our episode two of Paul Reiser. But uh, no, it, well, the pacing was one thing. I thought it, it it was slow. But I also thought, you know, when when you come in with an original idea, it's very very difficult to top that original idea. Um, and but the that's orig- the thing. I, 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 I'm already sold on the idea. I don't need you to resell me a whole new idea. 
if I come back to season two, I'm I'm already I'm already sold from season one. Yeah. So they didn't have to hit the strike lightning again. They just had to keep the the momentum going. Right. And but I thought I mean, they, they did. But that. I think there's. I, you know, it's funny when you. So we're, you know, we're both writers and we do comics. In fact, the mainstream coming out uh, well April well April eleventh from uh, Zenoscope. Marketing it's written from by a white me. Guy. White guy marketing. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you'll love the fact that the mainstream team is a white guy, a black, half black, half Korean guy. Oh, a hedging your bets. Total, uh, 100%, uh, well, actually, he might not be 100%, but he is of 100% Asian descent. We'll do that. Okay. He, he's probably a mix of some kind. I don't want to pigeonhole him. You're, don't, and don't. Darren Sanchez, who is... <laughs> oh, oh see, but you, you see what you're doing? The only thing we you didn't do, you, the only thing we didn't do, well, I'm, well I, I don't want to end up like Annihilation. <laughs> I want the mainstream... <laughs> To do to do ba- gangbusters when you it comes want the mainstream out. To, to do well in the mainstream. Yeah, when when get when mainstream comes out in April from Zenoscope, I want it to be gotcha. awesome. So check out our diverse cast of creators Oof. on the mainstream. Oh. No women. Yet. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. Sam, don't don't, don't give that. Well, they were women, but we harassed them, and they all left. All right, we're going to welcome our guest right now. He is a Mr. Josh Blaylock. Uh, we are very excited. He is from Devil's Do Comics. Mr. Blaylock, are you there, sir? I'm here. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Very excited to have you on, too. I got your press release uh, last month, and I immediately was like, this is really cool. I want to have Josh on. I haven't actually formally... I think I met you in the wizard days way back in the day, but um, you know. But I was like, oh, I want to find out what's going on here and what's up with, with, uh, with Devil's Do Comics, because I thought, wait, Devil's Do... They make comics. So what's what's the big announcement and what's the differentiation between what you were doing before and what you guys are doing now? Well, uh, you know, all of our books, like we've been putting out a bunch of different creator-owned series for the last several years, and we those are still there. So, I mean, that all the great stuff that's been coming out is still continuing. But um, I felt it was time for, like, a little bit of a rebranding, kind of like to really embrace, you know, um, going from the Double Do Entertainment to Double Do Comics. Okay. Because, uh, I mean, that's what we are. We're a comic book company. Yeah. And, um, but also, you know, I mean, the industry has changed drastically in the last few years. Um, you know, so much, so many more creators coming in, such a much more diverse array of talent. Um, and readership has completely, like, changed for the better, I think. You know, a whole, just all kinds of new people coming in. And, mm-hmm. um, there, there's a lot of... Uh, there's a whole other category of creators out there now who really they're out there hustling, you know, at, at the comic cons now. Well, now there's like a hundred comic cons across the country, right? <laughs> you can so, trip over a comic con yeah, now. Yeah, you can. <laughs> all these people building up really strong regional followings and, you know, they got great social media presence and, you know, they just, they don't really need a publisher the way they, you know, your publisher used to be a gatekeeper mm-hmm. and that's just not the case anymore. You know, um, we're, um, we haven't been that for a long time. So the the new focus is really just providing a lot of these creators what they need, just the, the infrastructure they need to plug into for us to be a megaphone for them. Mm-hmm. They can just get out there and do what they want to do. Um, That's so. exciting to me what you just said, too, because um, I had a book published at Image a couple years ago. And I just remember going in and I'm thinking, okay, great, I got the big image eye on my book and they're going to they're gonna do this and they're going to do that. And uh, Jim Valentino, to his credit, did set up a few interviews for me. But they're sitting there going like, no, no, you're, it's still up to you <laughs> to go out there and make the most yeah, noise. Right. And I almost feel like, okay, then why didn't I just do this myself if, if, if that right. was the case, right? <laughs> right and that's right. the dirty secret in comics. And that, that's not like, that's not singling image out. That's like, right. the reality is, like yeah, most indie publishers, like they just sign you up and that's what they do. Like they don't, you know, and when we really get our hands, you know, dirty working on the motor <laughs> like yeah uh, under the hood like you know it's uh trying to not have that go up the wrong way <laughs> um no no it's better for the show if it does so we're i mean we're we're small we have to have something that differentiates us and one of the things that uh we i think we do differently than anyone has was for a long time we got really involved with interweaving Kickstarter right into the actual traditional publishing. So, you know, we would, sim- we would we would coordinate, you know, certain books, when to launch Kickstarter campaigns for them, for newer creators and newer titles, and center all of that around, like, 
the timing would work out so that we were getting press for it and getting, you know, helping that, using that to get buzz. And then that, right as, right as soon as that ended, boom, like the ad appears in the, in the comic book catalog yeah. for the retailers to order. So people see that, orders come in, we set our print runs, and now you've got um, this holistic approach to an indie publishing, you know, platform that is really beneficial. But, um, some, you know, it, that requires just a lot of work. And yeah. I'm not we wanted the freedom to be able to say, okay, certain things we just can't do with certain books. We will do that Mm -hmm. uh, when they make sense. And uh, others might have a very traditional deal. This doesn't mean we won't ever do a licensed property again or something like that. But um, it's just to say, Hey, we get what the landscape's like. And if you're kind of a, a, if you're like a go-getter that pretty much has your own whole operation running, you Mm -hmm. just need that extra, that one extra thing to get you truly legitimized into the system, into all of the stores, and like you know, maybe you're hitting like ten conventions around your region, mm-hmm. but now you plug into our network, which is going to make it easier for you to get access to the to more conventions, and you get plugged into our email blast that we send to fans and to retailers, and now you're, you know just like stuff that other publishers do is it's very transparent, um, and we're providing some back end tech help too that helps them manage some of this stuff and help uh, take charge of it. And um, this all sounds too good to be true. (laughs) In in return, in return, like you get a much simpler deal structure. Like your, the real, I I don't want to get into all the details. No, you don't have to. The royalties are much simpler. Um, It it really is incentivized, you know, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's kind of very libertarian in a way. It's like a very Ayn Rand publishing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, well, like in it, like it's um, <laughs> it's uh, it's what it, it's a void. I because right now we have a glut of too much good stuff. I don't know if I can say S H I T on here. Sure, you can. Well, we have a lot of too much good content out there. It's a problem with television and everything else too. Um, it's a unique complaint. No, it's true. It's too good. It's true. No, I agree, but it's it is a unique complaint. You yeah, know. I know, right? I mean, there's, it's but, weird to have to but complain it's, about but it's, that. You know what? It's it's harder to rise. It's harder to stand out now. No, you know, it, it's where Not everybody to just put out a good book. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And a lot of a lot of people, um, creative people, you know, are kind of shy and don't like it. I actually have an aversion to promotion. A lot of people feel like you know, if I'm pushing this, I don't, I don't know about that. You know, I don't want to. Yeah, it just it just goes with the territory. Um, and I'm, I myself, am like a weird mix of that too. You know, I'm, I'm Greg, I'm really gregarious and a social butterfly who's very bad at small talk. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're actually, you're an artist too. I mean, that's, uh, you know, so how did you kind of transform into being comic book publisher and, you know, what's, do you love both? Do you kind of tolerate being a publisher and you want to be an artist or you, or do you enjoy being the publishing, you know, doing the publishing end as well? <laughs> it's, it's just like the struggle, it's the indie struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did all that out of necessity, you know, um, just being a kid and really just desperately wanting to be in comics since I was, you know, like, yeah, I've been drawing my whole life, wanted to have an animation career when I was really little and I was about 12, 13 wanted to get into comics by the time I was 18, you know, I had almost been published a couple of times by some really crappy nineties publishers, <laughs> you know, um, I know that and story. I just ended up, you know, self publishing. So I got a couple ads in diamond Inc. back then capital, which is another distributor wow. back then. Mm-hmm. And wow. Put out a mini series and started going to conventions in my $400 Volkswagen rabbit. And, <laughs> um, Fell into a day job that taught me about licensing and had some success there with a lot of 80s, spearheading a lot of 80s retro stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so back when you saw, if anyone's that old, like in like the late 90s, when you saw um, like Hot Topic and Gadzooks start to get a bunch of like 80s cartoon t-shirts and stuff, um, like for the first time, G.I. Joe, Transformers and Ninja Turtles and Voltron and all those, that was that I was heavily involved in that. Cool. Um, and then learned about licensing. I said, well, I'm, you know, last several couple of years, I've been publishing all these black and white books and, you know, just trying to 
slowly climb the ladder in the comic world. And like, wait a minute, I could use licensing to get into comics, and um, that was that was kind of it. Uh, somehow, you know. And now here you are. Magic and, magic <laughs> and, yeah, like. Uh, so you have a book coming out on Bitcoin too. Yeah, yeah. Um, you go from the '90s way into the current future. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the Bitcoin. The Bitcoin Comic Handbook, um, and it's a it's just a guide to what I think is world changing technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so far beyond the applications of money, I actually start off the book sort of listing all of the things that are going to be affected, um, or just a handful of major things will be affected, like you know voting and um, yeah. you know uh, data storage and um, communication and everything and and uh, digital media. Um, so I, it's a book partially as like selfishly made because I just got to get all this stuff out of my head I've been <laughs> stuck with it for years now and but it's like it gives someone you know a 20-30 minute read to wrap their head around cryptocurrency and what the hell Bitcoin is and you know it, it's it's not for the person who wants to really dive in super deep and know every single aspect <laughs> of it it's just to, it's just to like like finally answer the question like what the heck is the big deal about this thing why won't everyone shut up about it (laughs) for that person that wants that answer and hopefully be a little entertained while they read it very cool all right 30 seconds tell everyone uh, where they can find you on social media and uh, how can people kind of get involved with devils do comics if they would like to go to devilsdo.net um we're um we're going to be opening up our you know submission platform in the near future Uh, right now we have a lot of cool stuff lined up final street is a uh, homage to 80s, 90s side-scrolling punch-em-up games by uh, Scott Schmidt and Brian Atkins coming out in June. Uh, Little Girl is a horror series by Pat Shand. That and guy. Olivia Palete is. Yeah. Horror miniseries. He's killing it right now. Yeah. Talk about someone who is oh. really... Don't get us started on that. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's making us all look like we're standing still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you're, uh, he's Quicksilver and you're like the slow motion. And you're just, like, <laughs> yeah. moving around I'm the guy like, trying to make the soup in the background. <laughs> I'm writing TV pilots, I'm writing a comic book series, and I'm hosting a podcast, and I still feel like I'm doing nothing compared to a backhand. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, no, no, I got nothing. Yeah. I got nothing in the tank. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. It was uh, a pleasure having you. Um, what's the next convention you're going to be at? Too. Then I will see you and I will yeah. buy you a beer because uh, we'll, we'll be, be there, there as well and we're going to have a party, a party Saturday night, two blocks away at Motor Road Brewing. We're taking over the whole place. You Ooh. guys are invited. Awesome. Um, talk to you then. <laughs> we will see you then. Josh, thank you so much. Devils net. When we come back, we'll go spinning the racks. The superpower you wish you had? Um, teleportation. Ooh. There you go. I always go flight. I'm always like, I want to fly. You teleport. You don't need to fly. Right. You'll never be late for work. <laughs> That's what you would do. This is why you're the co-host of a, of a, of a middling podcast, because yeah. you don't dream big enough. It'd because I can't teleport. If I could teleport, you think I would be sitting here right now? You'd be on time. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We're doing this on a Thursday afternoon. We normally do Wednesdays, and uh, and, it, and it shows. And it shows. Yeah, I need uh, my beer. But I want to thank uh, Josh Blaylock for coming on to explaining a little bit more about Devils Do Comics. Uh, definitely going to have a beer with him at C2E2. It's going to be very exciting. Uh, that was one of our favorite drops we've ever done, too. That's with Christina Anapau. And she'll be joining us again March 28th. She'll be calling back in. She's got a new movie out. She's going to do a little promotion for that. And we love to talk to her. Where she she's... will have admitted that after some consideration, teleportation is a better power. I don't think she was disagreeing that teleportation was bad. I think that your your applications of teleportation <laughs> were just not... I mean, they were just very low on the on the totem pole. Here. Well, you know, give it a, give it a little time. You can find a lot of uses for teleporting. 
Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all no. of our beloved patrons. We have dedicated fans Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai, our program director Stephanie Dolce, our executive producer Steve Ovecki, Brian Phillips, and Christina Gillen. And as always, our Uber fan Christina Dolce. I just wanted to give them a shout out because I forgot to. And yeah. Einar Peterson's on the. Uh, he's actually this on is the a feed decent now thing to do because he's. I think he's in Sweden, so the time difference. Four o'clock is like his. He's working for him. His, his like, right, yeah. Right, so yeah. he, you know, so we, we got some cool stuff that uh, that he sent over to the show as well too. We're going to show it off a little next week as well too. We have Pat Shand in studio next week. We have Matthew Rosenberg also calling that in. That guy, that guy's coming to the studio. Pat Shand's week. coming in next week, oh so we'll be. We'll be Where's he finding the time camera. to be here? I, I know he's got his own podcast too, <laughs> which he stole from us. All right, let's yes, let's, he be, did. let's be he clear. Said, We're stealing everything else. And we haven't guessed from it him. on that yet. So what's up with that? He said we're allowed to as long as we just come out to Long Island. Who the hell wants to go to Long Island? No, nobody. I know. That's what I said nobody. to him. I don't ever go out there. So uh, we do this avoidable. every week. We go spinning the racks, bringing the most fantastical pop culture news out there. Spinning the racks. Spinning This is hot news. Like hot, like right off the... I better think so. I better hear this and go, wow, you know what, Mike? That's yeah. some hot news. No, this is it. Oh, yeah. This is this is like triple hot news right there. Okay. Uh, no, Star Wars news. Just what? for you. What? What? It has there been announced. No such thing as Star Wars news. Lucasfilm is excited to announce that Jon Favreau has signed on to executive produce and write a live-action Star Wars series. Oh, my God. Where, which one? How many Star Wars now? Again, yeah, because, there's not uh, a lot of Benny Hoff and Weiss are doing one. They still have Ryan Johnson doing his three. Um, I know. Are they going to just? Rem- they're going to run out of like time to actually do this, right? I don't know. They've got plans going all the way a hundred years into the future. I guess I don't know. <sighs> I guess we're going to so. get Star Wars until we're like sixty. Yeah, I know. Every it's, year, it's, it's a, every year, it's really a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, we got Dessert Solo. We got the Solo Dessert movie coming out. We got. Yeah. I know. It's like well, after Solo, it's going to be about maybe a year and a half or something. Yeah, a little bit, about a year and a half before we get another Star Wars movie. No, we don't have a no. It's coming out the the next May after mm-hmm. twenty nineteen. No, I thought they pushed it back. Oh, they to, push to it December. December now? Yeah, because J.J. Abrams is just re- yeah, he's he just old, finished he's writing a lazy it. ass, and he's like, nah. Well, nah. it's also not his fault. He's like, oh crap, we uh, we fired the guy that was working on this <laughs> because he objected to he the fact that Luke Skywalker said, oh crap. <laughs> well, I think he did because he's like, yeah, we we fired the guy because he objected to the fact that Luke Skywalker dies. Sorry, spoilers. Uh, at the end of the last movie, that's, so we have to get rid of them. That's a theory. And, it's only a theory. Uh, and now he's like, oh, and now I'm taking over, so I better write something, you know. Yeah. Where I bring Luke Skywalker back to life. Right. Thus, make it, making it all a moot point in the yeah. first place. Um, but we don't even have a cartoon anymore. We don't have that series this on. true. So for a year and a half, there's going to be no Star Wars at all. Wow. So it's going to be speculation fever on, on uh, YouTube. Of everybody else, like, oh, they're going to bring Snoke back, and his brother Broke is going to be there, and his, <laughs> his, you know, and there's going to be a, you know, it's, that's nonstop. It's going to be this, like, oh, I have this theory that Ezra Bridger is really going to be uh, the real uh, villain of, I'm like, oh, I can't, st- oh. yeah, they're really- <laughs> there's a one good thing about The Last Jedi, it was that the it credits? kind of, it kind of abolished all those theories and one of the one of the main but isn't uh, that the fun of like no one of the main ideas i had was it 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 is fun to theorize with your friends when you monetize it because you're doing youtube hit after hit after hit if people didn't want it it wouldn't be done though it doesn't matter i'm just saying it's 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 annoying it's 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 just it's just infuriating and the, the theories are bad. Yeah. The theories are so bad. Yeah. They were like, Snow, the Mace Windu is Snoke. Because they were bald. I mean, that's one. And that, and that got a lot it of traction. Connects. That got a lot of traction. Connect the dots, Hassan. No, no, it connect doesn't connect. It the doesn't dots. connect. No, you can stop now. You can stop. Sorry. It makes total sense. No, it doesn't. And he's no, totally pissed at Anakin? No. Oh, my God. Snoke was at Mace Windu the whole time. Right. Right. Why didn't that happen? Why Spoilers. didn't Ryan Johnson do it? He Because <laughs> he was too busy scene. with the women in the movie. Yeah, he was too, too busy crapping all over Luke Skywalker. But that's just my opinion. I'm okay. So we have been talking about the monetization of feminism. We've been talking about the capitalization I don't of know if we've been talking favorite. about the monetization of feminism. I thought we were talking about the marketing 
of feminism, which is and, to monetize in in, know, in attempts to monetize, but we're already talking about certain uh, aspects of it have been failures. In which case, it didn't monetize. Like sure. Annihilation was not monetized. So we've been talking about some negative things. Is I guess my point, right? We've been talking about like the negative I don't know side what of things. We've been talking about to be honest. Uh, with you. Tom Martin. Uh, <laughs> we've been talking terrific. about stuff to get us into trouble. Tom That's Martin from Tom Martin Media, a uh, fan, well, fan of the show. Fan of the show. How did he? How did he swindle that in? Now he chimed. <laughs> he actually chimed in with some good news. Oh, okay. okay. And and there I figured go. we'd end the show let's, on a high let's note. Let's do it. Right? Let's do it. Uh, I'm actually not being sarcastic. I was giving you the sarcastic face, but I'm not, I don't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Photographer snaps cancer-stricken kids as superheroes. Pictures take I've off. I've seen. Did that. you see those? I've things? seen that. It's awesome as heck. It really is, though, and it's like it's good to actually uh, say some good things for once. Josh Rosie photographed superheroes in one session. He got Superman to stand still long enough for his red cape to artfully billow. This man of steel, in quotes, actually a determined nine-year-old with a life-threatening heart defect, yeah. uh, is indeed more powerful than a locomotive. So I don't mean to actually make anybody sad. These were no. actually really cool photos. It, it is It is a little heartbreaking. Um, oh, God, But it's yeah. heartbreaking not because of what's happened, but just how how brave the kids are, you yeah. know, and how how awesome they look, yeah. you know, in their in their their moment. They are so excited. Like if you go see this article, it's on CNN. Uh, it's a it's a photo of one of the chi- one of the children, and he's standing next to a poster of him as Batman. Yeah, like it's awesome. Yeah, so it you know what? In a world hurts. full of crap, at least we can clickbait <laughs> or at least promote things that are clickbaitable that are positive and good things. So True. cheers to well uh, Josh. Rosie, the photographer, for doing this. Cheers to Tom Martin for sending it over and for getting us Christina Annapel in two weeks, which is yeah. great. He's the responsible for that. Trifecta. So. Yeah, so <laughs> good stuff. All right, I figured we would save the last minute of the show to announce that our March Movie Madness is back starting next week. That's what we got. We got two guests next week. We got right. Matthew Rosenberg, who's writing New Mutants and the new recently announced X-Factor miniseries. Uh, which is going to herald the return of the multiple man. He's going to be calling in. Pat Shan's going to be in studio. Wow. The subject. So start chiming in now. I want. I want feedback. We are going to narrow our. You're going to have to remind them. Our though. field down. Best comic book movie sequels can only be a oh sequel. Oh God. Can only be a sequel. Best comic. All right, I got one. I and already will, have mine. And we will pit them I'm against not, each other in a bracket, and we'll determine how many we get. We'll get eight, maybe sixteen. Maybe we'll get sixty-four. I don't want sixty-four. Maybe we'll get eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, we're going to pit them against, and we're going to announce it. So that is our that is our show next week. So start which chiming next in. Next week will come, which will come a day quicker. It is. I know. I know. <laughs> That's very strange. We're going to go have some some beers now because yeah, our show's we can. over and it's five o'clock. Because we totally can. This is totally weird. <laughs> this has been Secrets of the Sire. We will see you next week. <laughs>